0: Welcome to my podcast, Esteemed Women. It used to be called silence, then became innovation. And finally now, women are more empowered than ever to use their voices to express what it's really like to strive and thrive in what often tends to feel like a very imbalanced and unequal world. I'm sure it hasn't been easy for them, but these women have achieved and accomplished they truly are esteemed women who have chosen careers in science and technology and innovation. They're typically go-getters, alpha females, hard-working and maybe even a little bit perfectionistic, but on the whole they've applied their talents and skills to really make a difference. That was certainly my own intention when working as a mechanical engineer and fluid dynamicist. In these episodes, you'll get a chance to hear about some fascinating innovations, but you're also more likely to be inspired and uplifted by the personal stories and experiences of my very special guests. So let's hear it from my STEM sister, an incredibly esteemed woman.
1: I'm Diane Durajaye. I just finished my last year at the University of Warwick studying economics, and I currently work in finance. So, I must say you are not the stereotypical
2: um, person that you would think of um, in finance. Is that is that a really unfair thing to say?
1: Like? I think that is actually. <laughs> <laughs> um no, it is a fair thing to say, that's for sure. Um, definitely. I think like even in my team and probably the only person who is a black woman so yeah I mean that's a fair assumption to make for sure yeah I mean
2: I say that because I come from a mechanical engineering background and honestly (laughs) there are so few people that look like me in engineering and I kind of just assume that finance is the same but um what is the sort of gender split
1: um To be honest, I feel like in more recent years, it is more even um, as they're longer the hiring. But if you look at more senior positions, I think that's where you have more of an imbalance. Um, So, yeah, it's a bit tricky. Um, But I think it is something that's like progressing. But at the same time, yeah, it'll be great to see more, I guess, women and more people of diverse backgrounds in finance in general. Yeah.
2: So, you know, to go into something like finance, um, I'm assuming you have to be really good at maths and economics, which is your area of expertise. Like, how has it been um, studying those subjects? Like, Did they just come really naturally to you or was banking something that you absolutely wanted to get into and you were just focused on that? Like, tell me your story.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I've always been okay at maths. Definitely not the best person. Um, Not the worst either. I've always liked it. But I think what it is with finance, I think, There's so many different roles. Um, Some are super technical. Some are require more, I guess, interpersonal skills. Some require more creativity. It depends on what you're going into really. You have the legal division, the uh, middle office, back office, whatnot. So um, what I always say is that I think there's a role for everyone in there, like depending on what your skill set is, if you're really into the technical side, then there are roles there for you. And I think that anybody and everybody can find um the one that suits them at the end of the day. So yeah, I mean for me, I think I don't know, I <laughs> it's a bit of a of a mix. So I do something quite technical now. Um, but I it's very stats heavy. So I've always liked stats. So that's something. That's the side of maths that I prefer, not so much the physics engineering side. So um if that was what you were into, then you would, I guess, go into sort of maybe like structuring and whatnot. So um yeah, it's just about finding what what suits you and what fits you. And I'd say for me, it wasn't something I figured out like straight away as well, and probably still figuring out, but like you do get the opportunity to rotate between different divisions, different teams, and find what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Um so yeah, at the end of the day there's space for everyone.
2: So I'm a big advocate for STEM science, technology, engineering and maths, which actually aggravates me as a term because I just feel <laughs> it's so like old fashioned. <laughs> I guess you would fit into the maths side of things. Um and I feel that anyone men women everyone in between that studies maths or physics can really go into absolutely anything they want you know it really opens doors why did you decide to go into banking like what was kind of motivating you or driving you to a career like that
1: oh that's a really hard question because I don't have a good answer to this um I just always thought it was really cool I have an older cousin that worked in banking and I just really just admired her She, she did engineering she was very clever um I just you see it on tv as well the suits everything um so yeah I just always thought it was really cool from afar the builders are so glamorous and whatnot um And then it was about finding, okay, what in banking do I actually like? Because then when you start to go into the process, um, it's not just banking. There's so much inside banking, right? So many divisions, so many teams, um, which I didn't realize when you're just thinking, oh yeah, I just want to be in that building. So then I had to actually look for what I actually liked and what, um, suited my skills and my personality, whatnot. Um, so yeah, that is my answer. It's not very, not very um exciting, but yeah. And then I you very honest. Yeah, that's <laughs> the truth. Honestly,
2: like I a, a lot of the people that I studied with got really allured into um banking because you know, with their brains on my mechanical engineering course, you know the the money was just such a major attraction um so I do appreciate your honesty of like you know being (laughs) glamorous buildings because I mean let's face it you know if you're going to be doing something at least eight hours a day you want to be um doing what you what what floats your boat kind of thing so why not?
1: I know a lot of people want to go into suits because I'm going to go into law because they want suits and it just looks so mm-hmm. <laughs> enticing, and then everyone says they want to be a lawyer and whatnot. Um, but you said something about how, like, a lot of people with technical backgrounds straight away go for finance, um, which is really interesting because I think that's, like, the stereotype and that's what people think. But actually, I don't know if it's just, like, the teams I rotated in and whatnot. Um but actually, even in my anonymous training class, people came from very, very diverse subjects. So, like a lot of people did, like history or classics or Chinese or I don't know, all sorts of things that you know you don't really think about. So you kind of think everyone does STEM. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, um, they're just quite a few backgrounds in there which was surprising to me because I thought okay I'm going to do econ so I can go into finance <laughs> actually you don't need to do that at the end of the day just do what you really like and um yeah doesn't it doesn't really like matter too much in the long run I guess.
2: Yeah I mean um do you regret doing STEM because sometimes when I look at my own qualifications I mean my, my doctorate was really, really hard. <laughs> and when I look back, I'm just like, why did I do that to myself? You know, yeah. but it was really interesting. It's just sometimes, you know, if you're motivated by certain things, and you choose a hard route, it's like, why do we do that kind of thing? Yeah.
1: And then someone just does what they like and they end up in the same place as you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um yeah, I I I don't I don't I don't know. I didn't really like econ that much. It's okay. I liked I like the I liked econ as a concept. I like I liked it a lot in sixth form, but I think maybe having to do it for uni really took the fun out of it. But my mom um studied medicine as well, so she was always very um intentional about not just doing things because people say you should Because she was really clever sir, and said okay you have to do medicine right and she never she never practiced so for her it was like I wish I did something else um but that so she really I think otherwise I'd have probably gone into engineering or medicine as well um just for the sake of but she was really like what were you actually interested in right so I actually really enjoyed econ and sixth form not so much in uni um and that's why I went into it yeah
2: so I originally spotted you because uh you run a charity so do you want to tell me a bit about what that charity does
1: yeah so essentially the whole idea was behind it was to raise funds for girls in Nigeria in secondary school to go into university um, prior to university so from secondary school down education is more or less free is accessible enough um, so where the challenge really comes is university The what happens is that along the line i um, because people know that this is not an end goal for them. This is something they might never be able to reach. Um, you start to see a lot of the motivation throughout the years anyway. So especially in rural areas, it'll be that the boys are performing a lot better than the girls. Because the girls already know that after the stage that they're going to be pulled to do I don't know, various domestic tasks or maybe learn to go into hairdressing or tailoring or whatnot, which sometimes it might be what they want to do. But if it, if you um, want to do something else, or like go into STEM, for example, um, why should you be, I guess, denied the opportunity um, just because you're, you don't have the funds to, I don't know, access university like the way we do in the UK? You have student loan, what not so that was really the idea behind it and also I think what I really wanted was a trickle down so like to get that motivation going from a young age knowing that there would be an opportunity for you um, to then go into university later on so you know keep that vision passion alive throughout the years um so yeah that's essentially the idea behind the charity
2: and why was it important for you to start something so wonderful
1: thank you (laughs) I think I'm growing up in Nigeria Nigeria is a very patriarchal society um you look around you everywhere everything is run by men really I think maybe you have the the odd woman every now and then in there somewhere but really it's very very run by men and I feel like women are very easily pushed into the background in terms of their opinions their ideas mindset whatever or I don't know around it revolves around men so and this is something that I guess I don't know annoys me being a woman yeah. <laughs> like knowing that my voice might not be heard sometimes might not be heard in some places so it's really about getting that voice out there or getting women to be able to have their voice out there and giving them more equal opportunities. If they're just as educated as men, they have the same degrees, whatnot, then that gives them less of a reason to be dismissed, pushed down into the background and whatnot. So, yeah, essentially it's just really trying to amplify voices of women, I guess, and, yeah, that was really the idea behind it. Yeah. I mean, that's so I know, unfair, really like, why should, why should you not be able to do something just cause you're a girl? Right. You know? Yeah.
2: But it's interesting because, um, I mean, I'm not saying this is right. This is absolutely not right. But the idea that you've worked really hard, um, you're now in a great job, which I'm, I can't even imagine how competitive it must've <laughs> been to get where you are today. Um, you know, someone could just stop I'm not stop, but like you know someone could just say okay well I've made it kind of thing now I just have to work hard at my career but the idea that you're thinking of other women and other girls and trying to give them opportunities is so amazing um what's the name of your charity just in case
1: anyone listening wants to um, ask Alice, my sister actually I don't really reflect it by its name because it's just a project that I worked in this one time but actually I think this is something that got a lot of positive feedback um it was really really inspiring even to me to see the reactions of the people who won the scholarships and I don't think you realize how much of an impact you're having until you actually see it um realized so yeah that was really inspiring so it's definitely something uh, we're trying to do on a larger scale and maybe in even in other countries of, as well because we've had people reach out from there but initially it was just a one-off one-off initiative I had a bit of free time and I thought I've always wanted to I guess give back to women in Nigeria um and uh, all around the world really wherever women need help so I just did this one -er thing and this was while I lived in Paris and I wasn't I had a lot of free time basically so um yeah so yeah maybe it's something that hopefully will continue to grow and we'll do more of next year so that name one more time Anastomosis. oh it's a medical term um my mum always said when I started a business to call it this, and it essentially means the link, and I'm probably saying this wrong. I don't know, I'm not exactly sure, but it means a link. in a, a tube that links one thing to another, right? A very vital tool in the body somewhere that links something to the other thing. Um, so essentially, that's the logic behind it. So connecting one thing to another is quite important for survival, I guess. So, yeah. <laughs>
2: awesome that your mum has an influence because she sounds like she really had the the seeds in her for being an empowered woman regardless of you know whether she used her qualifications or not like just a woman getting an education I think is already a giant step towards empowerment yeah so yeah um Listening to you really, and maybe it's very topical for me at the moment, but you're really sort of um, highlighting the importance of mentorship. Um, How useful, if anything, has mentorship been for you?
1: I would say extremely, extremely useful. um, Mostly in terms of my from university onwards, so going to university, but I would say especially going in, into work, is where I really found myself having to reach out to people who I now refer to as my mentors and asking for help, for advice, for whatnot. So when I first started applying, I didn't really reach out to anyone. I kind of just did everything myself, made the little CV, sent it off. Uh, didn't really get much out of it really to be very honest and then I thought okay who do I know who can I ask in the system that could help me so it could just be finding people on LinkedIn being like hello my name is this I'm interested in this can you help me please and someone might just I don't know take an interest in you and actually be Mary can help you and I think it's it's a two-way thing right so you also have to be persistent but it also requires the other person to reply you and to engage and yeah I think that was the time I really realized the importance of having people around you that can help you and the importance of reaching out to people to help you and realizing that you can't always do everything by yourself and if I say you can um you can go a lot further by having the help of other people around you even be in universities. so then I went into the university website as well um and you have all these mentorship schemes all these programs that help you be in like interviews helping with your CV that you just don't think to use um so it was really it was it was I think the second year after that first setback I thought okay let me actually think of using all my resources around me and I reached out to them as well extremely useful so you find mentors in different places that you don't really think of and sometimes you think you don't need them but actually you can achieve so much more um with the help of people who have probably been through what you've been through or maybe even not but are just empathetic towards your situation or just want to see you go further in life so i think that is something that's been definitely very vital for me personally and i think it's something very important to everybody and I actually, one of my friends also started this charity program in Nigeria. So essentially, it's the mentorship scheme. So you sponsor the child to go through their full education scheme, and they give you a, a a mentee. So I was assigned this girl. So I sponsor her education, and then we talk every now and then, or just she just sometimes if I'm really busy, she just writes a letter on her progress and whatnot and I think they were doing the feedback and everything and this has been very important just having somebody that they can look up to and to know that okay there's a woman who is doing what I would like to do so that means I'm able to do it too if she can do it then so can I right um so I think that has really worked in 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 terms of inspiring these girls to chase after the dreams because there's somebody out there that's doing it so they feel like yeah if I put enough work in um I can also do it. yeah that's great yeah I mean for me I
2: always feel like I don't want to bug people you know like I meet some incredible women and I'm like oh my gosh they're so incredible they must be so busy they probably don't have a moment to themselves like I don't want to get in their way why would they want to spend time like waste time like helping me they're not going to get anything out of it like what would you say like do you relate to that and if not like what are the things that maybe even i need to have in my head to like
1: overcome (laughs) obstacles yeah no yes for sure i think that's the. and sometimes you might be bugging them it it does happen sometimes people are busy especially with social media and online you can't really gauge because you don't really see people in person all the time so you don't know what they're actually going through in their own busy world so it's definitely a tricky one, but I think at the end of the day, the worst thing they can say is no, or just not reply if they are busy, right? You never know if you don't try and just reach out to people. Um, I did this panel recently in my office for girls going into sixth form and yeah, after it, I had a lot of people messaging, asking for help, whatnot, and I mean I just replied randomly so some people I replied and some people I didn't reply just based and like I was on the train I thought like hey. so I don't know you just you just never know like if I had if when I had the opportunity to reply I did reply and when I was busy I couldn't reply um so yeah people will be busy and then there'll be times that will be free and then just reach out and the worst thing that can happen is you don't you don't get a response and then you know okay maybe try twice I think the limit is three <laughs> after the third time you're probably pushing it and if you don't hear anything back then yeah find another person or another, another. Yeah, what, what is, that- is really good is going for events as well and so having that first and person connection and you've met them and you've had a relationship in person, so they remember you instantly and they go, okay, that person. Um, and then there's more substance to build a relationship on over media or over Zoom, or whatnot. So that's that's probably one thing that's helped a lot as well. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, what I found is that,
2: um, you know, people are incredibly busy and they're juggling lots of things and it may not be the right time for them to be able to take time out to um help they may not be in that headspace or whatever um but when you do meet someone that can really guide you it is so empowering and so it is worth like all the rejections um just to find that one like person that really believes in you and, and, and kind of can see your vision and can, can share their experiences to help inform your own decisions. And so it can be just
1: such a beautiful um, relationship. Um, yeah, for sure. I had one of those in um, my office. Actually, I met him at, I went for an insight programme. He was on the panel. He never spoke. And then I went for another um, event met him and then I said hi I'm interested in applying to this <laughs> blah, blah 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 and we exchanged contact details whatnot. not followed up and then that was the end of that we didn't really speak again and then I was working as a waiter at a it was called a Black British Business Award, Awards in London and one of the one of the tables was hit. he was on one of the tables so I thought okay <laughs> I have to say something this has to be fake I've seen him three times now um so yeah towards the end of the event, when everyone was clearing up I just went and just said hi I don't know if you remember me but we met this other day and I think that was the time where it really kicked off and he was extremely useful so i think sometimes just going for it maybe he was surprised that i came came up to say hi but i think if you just find that little opportunity that you just go for it so obviously yeah. the business awards event so all these different stem companies um so that's a great opportunity to, to see people at the end and just i don't know find the person who really happens to believe in you obviously as a toss of a coin he might not have followed up later but I just tried and he was extremely useful throughout my application process even during my summer internship he always called to check up and it was actually a reversal of me going up to him he was the one then asking (laughs) what's the update how's it going so he really believed in me more than I believed in myself probably and that was that was very very um motivating I guess it was very useful to have and it really encouraged me to the end even when it didn't work out he still said you know what I've actually been here I had this exact same situation it didn't work out for me now I'm in a much better place try again let me know how it goes yeah and I still see him every now and then in the office so yeah that was really nice to have I'm really encouraging so yeah sometimes just go for it (laughs) in the most random places you never know
2: yeah so you earlier you mentioned like um of getting facing a rejection um what have you learned from things like that that you can share with us because um i guess i'm less interested in the details of the rejection um and more interested in kind of the things that have empowered you from kind of adversity
1: Yeah, I feel the first thing I'm going to say is never give up because you never know. And I had actually given up already, to be honest. I, I did my spring week after several, several rejections. So I got this one, and even when I got called to be told I got the offer, I was already thinking, "Yeah, I was already upset." <laughs> I had a long day <laughs> in uni, and then, then I got this call. And I thought, okay, more bad news. You know, when you have one of those bad days and it's just going to continue going like that. So I thought, more bad news. Just get it over and done with. <laughs> and then she told me, oh, you have uh, got this ring of offer. Very surprising. So I did that. And then you have a conversion process at the end. Didn't get that. That okay, well, banking is clearly not for me. I've tried. <laughs> I will try something else. Maybe consulting. And then... Then my cousin was like, oh, like, you know, just try one more time. You know, you never know. And I thought, okay, I'll just try, but I'll try consulting as well, right, and just put my CV in there. So this time is then when I said, okay, let me actually ask people for help this time rather than just do it myself. So there wasn't anything I had changed from my first CV to my second CV. Just not anything I had done differently, just – just having people's help in presenting it so changing words around or put removing irrelevant stuff and making stronger experiences look more strong right focusing on them expanding on what exactly is you did and this is why I say that it's very useful to go out to reach people because stuff stuff that I will just write one line on um after sending it to one mentor another mentor that will help me to elaborate on it and say maybe write four lines in this this is really good this is something that somebody will really value right um so that's the second thing really like using the people around you and reaching out for help and not thinking you can do everything yourself and then I think another thing is after each one I think you just come back stronger right like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger so I just I just did a lot more practice I a lot more preparing and, and it's like okay this time it's going to work out if I'm going to put this much effort into this then it has to work out this time right so each one builds your character in different ways and you learn from your mistakes so from what you did wrong maybe I didn't pay enough attention in this particular event so next time I go into another internship and I'm giving the opportunity I actually listen to every detail everyone says maybe it's not working so you learn from mistakes you made and you come back stronger each time, and actually better than maybe everybody else is going into this for the first time, right? Um, so yeah, that was also really useful. I'm trying to think what else I learned from getting rejected. Oh, don't take it too personally. Like there's so much there's always another opportunity, right? Like so many things. Don't be too upset. I think one thing my mentor told me, he said, "Let the emotion drive you." which I actually didn't really do and I wish I did more of. So rather than like be upset and think it's over, use that um, sadness to drive me to work harder and do better and think, okay, I'm going to come back to so this. Doesn't matter because I'm going to come back much stronger and much better. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think after four years of this long process, spring, week, summer, then another summer, um what I realized there's always another opportunity don't don't be too upset over one another thing will come up and you can always you know always figure it out later always work out in the end and if it doesn't work out it's not the end <laughs> that's that's one of the cheesy quotes but yeah it's so true <laughs> yeah.
2: like I um I could never go into banking because I um I'm not good with like stats and and money uh, <laughs> I'd much rather sort of like build things and stuff like that. But also another major thing is like kind of working um with people that are like really sort of like fast paced and kind of like I don't know. I think of Wolf on Wall Street. Um and <laughs> it's just so like, yeah. yes, it's super glamorous and but it's so like competitive and cutthroat and like you have to have such a thick skin and I mean, basically for any industry, but for some reason, banking just really, I find it really, really intimidating. Um, ha- is this the reality? And if so, how have you coped with that?
1: Um, <laughs> it can be, it depends on, it depends on the division. I, I definitely am in, in some places that are very, intimidating overwhelming but the people who do that love it and they have the personality for it um that's why I say you you move around until you find what fits you I think especially if you're on the trading side, that's definitely the nature of it right it's very loud very quick very people talk really really fast (laughs) and just moving at a thousand miles an hour and that's that's what is that's what some people find really exciting and they couldn't imagine their jobs without that. And then you go to some other sides, that's more quiet, more calm, more slow paced. So it actually really varies. Obviously, that's the one that you see a lot of on TV because it's the really energetic side, right? So, But there's so many other divisions and so many of the teams that do a lot of other different things. So if that's not for you, you'll find another one for you for sure
2: so peeling the layers of the onion that's layer one what about (laughs) the layer of being a woman of color um in a very very male dominated industry like what kind of thick skin do you need if anything to
1: survive Uh, the first thing I, I, I always say, or I don't know, maybe it's something I just do anyway. So I say um, is don't don't think of yourself as any less in the first place for being a woman of color or for being a woman in general. Because um, once you start to have that mindset, it starts to manifest in the way you work, right? So think of yourself as I am being these are the qualities that I bring to this team to this company and I believe I am of value not because of my skin color and not because I'm a woman but because I do xyz or I have xyz and that's really how I think about it and I don't think oh yeah I'm any worse than anyone because I'm a woman or many better than anyone because I'm a woman I'm i'm what i what i have to offer right and what i what i bring to the team so that's how i think of it and once you start thinking that way you're not really going to feel held back because my my gender my race doesn't define doesn't define my abilities um and i mean i'm sure though there are probably people with underlying bias perhaps like who think um she probably can't do this because she's a woman, but you just have to prove yourself right. And by the way maybe if somebody thinks that and they've given you the task anyways, then you just do you do a really good job. And then whatever bias they had in their minds um, would be cleared. So I think it starts with how you how you see yourself. And it's as true as possible. People might see you a different way, but you kind of just tune them out and do what you have to do really and do the job you came to do and try and give it your best and give it your all um and well, try to think about yeah because then it'll start to affect everything you're doing right Real and true. you might know, things people say the wrong way um because you're thinking this probably came from the wrong place if that's something that's always on your mind mm. um
0: yeah, so, yeah you start a
1: a lens. Yeah, exactly exactly, and sometimes it might be you might be right, but you also might be wrong and but you just tunnel visioned um in that way so, yeah.
2: but that's such an important and significant message because um it's something that I've really seen in all the highly empowered women that I have spoken to, which is that um they just they just have worked so hard to be something, you know? And so when people are kind of just slapping a label on them or making assumptions or being judgmental because of what they see, Mm -hmm. um, these women kind of rise above it because they just know what they've been through Mm -hmm. and what they're capable of. Mm -hmm. And I really hear that in your message. It's such an important reminder. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, so you're you're doing it, you're in your career, you've been through ups and downs and everything. Um, would you recommend it to other women?
1: Yeah, for sure, like if if there's something that you feel like you're passionate about, something that inspires you, absolutely one thousand percent why not and even if you go into it and you find that it's not the one for you then you can always um move around I guess but I think definitely and I also say like if you feel maybe you don't immediately have or feel like you have because there's also imposter syndrome and you're not always right in thinking that you don't have something but maybe you feel like I don't know I'm not this technical or I'm not this good at public speaking or I don't know whatever it is you feel like you don't have is something that definitely can always come with practice and time and just hard work and at the end of the day you can even end up better than someone who hasn't naturally, just because you've practiced a lot on like areas that were not so much your strengths right so I think even if, if you're passionate enough about it and you feel like you don't have the skills straight away like you can it's definitely something you can develop and I think that's what banks even try to do a lot um more of now like, like you can always be trained in the job as long as you're passionate about it and something that you find interesting you can figure the rest out um the way it's probably what I'm doing right now so yeah so in my role there's a lot of it's very technical very very technical and I think traditionally um you'd have done some exams, finest masters, whatnot, whereas I just I just did econ and I left uni, all my team that have a master's <laughs> and everything and I'm just there um kind of figuring it out on the way. And you know now you have this apprentice programs as well that don't even require you to go into uni because at the end of the day you learn everything there and they're really talented people and they're really good at what they do just by learning from watching other people and being really keen, asking questions. Um, So yeah, can always figure it out eventually. Yeah,
2: I I get the impression from you that you are following your heart, like you're following your gut instincts about what feels right. Um, You're really sort of open to learning. Um, So I really hear that humility, Um, But I also hear someone that really wants to do something with her skills and her talent and her capabilities that allows her to have a really good life. So um, it's amazing to meet you. And, you know, all throughout, I've just got this thing in my head of like, you can't be it if you can't see it. And I'm like seeing someone who's just doing something for herself, Um, you know, and, using her experiences and her kind of um accomplishments to help other women as well so your your story is so inspiring um lovely to meet you and thank Very
0: you much for sharing your wisdom Thanks for listening this week and please do subscribe to this podcast if you want to and maybe even rate and review it if you can. The more ratings and reviews then the more interest from those trusty algorithms which could help to increase the reach of this show. And you can watch the video recording of this conversation on my YouTube channel for my new series called Esteemed. It's all about self-discovery and self-evolution on innovation, diversity and inclusivity so as always be kind and loving to yourselves and i wish you all a great week